Chapter Three of Life and Death of Harriet Freen. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Life and Death of Harriet Freen by May Sinclair. Chapter Three. Connie Hancock was her friend. She had once been a slender, wide-mouthed child top-heavy with her damp clumps of hair now she was squaring and thickening and looking horrid like mr hancock beside her harriet felt tall and elegant and slender mamma didn't know what connie was really like it was one of those things you couldn't tell her she said connie would grow out of it meanwhile you could see he wouldn't mr hancock had red whiskers and his face squatted down in his collar instead of rising nobly up out of it like papa's it looked as if it was thinking things that made its eyes bulge and its mouth curl over and slide like a drawn loop when you talked about mr hancock papa gave a funny laugh as if he was something improper he said connie ought to have red whiskers mrs hancock connie's mother was mamma's dearest friend that was why there had always been connie she could remember her squirming and spluttering in her high nursery chair and there had always been mrs hancock refined and mournful looking at you with gentle disappointed eyes she was glad that connie hadn't been sent to her boarding school so that nothing could come between her and priscilla heaven priscilla was her real friend it had begun in her third term when priscilla first came to the school unhappy and shy afraid of the new faces harriet took her to her room she was thin thin in her shabby black velvet jacket she stood looking at herself in the greenish glass over the yellow-painted chest of drawers. Her heavy black hair had dragged the net and broken it. She put up her thin arms, helpless. They'll never keep me, she said. I'm so untidy. It wants more pins, said Harriet. Ever so many more pins. If you put them in head downwards, they'll fall out. I'll show you. Priscilla trembled with joy when Harriet asked to walk with her. She had been afraid of her at first because she behaved so beautifully soon they were always together they sat side by side at the dinner-table and in school black head and golden brown leaning to each other over the same book they walked side by side in the packed procession going two by two they slept in the same room the two white beds drawn close together a white dimity curtain hung between they drew it back so that they could see each other lying there in the summer dusk and in the clear mornings when they waked harriet loved priscilla's odd dusk-white face her long hound's nose seeking her wide mouth restless between her shallow fragile jaws her eyes black cleared with spots of jade grey prominent showing white rims when she was startled she started at sudden noises she quivered and stared when you caught her dreaming she cried when the organ burst out triumphantly in church you had to take care every minute that you didn't hurt her she cried when term ended and she had to go home priscilla's home was horrible her father drank her mother fretted they were poor a rich aunt paid for her schooling when the last midsummer holidays came she spent them with harriet oh prissy drew in her breath when she heard they were to sleep together in the big bed in the spare room she went about looking at things curious touching them softly as if they were sacred she loved the two rough-coated china lambs on the chimney-piece 
and oh the dear little china boxes with the flowers sitting up on them but when the bell rang she stood quivering in the doorway i'm afraid of your father and mother hattie they won't like me i know they won't like me they will they'll love you hattie said and they did they were sorry for the little white-faced palpitating thing it was their last night priscilla wasn't going back to school again her aunt she said was only paying for a year they lay together in the big bed dim face to face talking hattie if you wanted to do something most awfully more than anything else in the world and it was wrong would you be able not to do it i hope so i think i would because i'd know if i did it it would make papa and mamma unhappy yes but suppose it was giving up something you wanted something you loved more than them could you yes if it was wrong for me to have it and i couldn't love anything more than them but if you did you'd give it up i'd have to hattie i couldn't oh yes you could if i could no no how do you know you couldn't because i haven't i i oughtn't to have gone on staying here my father's ill they wanted me to go to them and i wouldn't go oh prissy there you see but i couldn't i couldn't i was so happy here with you i couldn't give it up if your father had been like papa you would have yes i'd do anything for him because he's your father it's you i couldn't give up you'll have to some day when 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 somebody else comes when you're married i shall never marry never i shall never want anybody but you if we could always be together i can't think why people marry hattie still hattie said they do it's because they haven't ever cared as you and me care hattie if i don't marry anybody you won't will you i'm not thinking of marrying anybody no but promise promise on your honour you won't ever i'd rather not promise you see i might i shall love you all the same priscilla all my life no you won't it'll all be different i love you more than you love me but i shall love you all my life and it won't be different i shall never marry perhaps i shan't either harriet said they exchanged gifts harriet gave priscilla a rosewood writing-desk inlaid with mother-of-pearl and priscilla gave harriet a pocket-handkerchief case she had made herself of fine grey canvas embroidered with blue flowers like a sampler and lined with blue and white plaid silk on the top part you read pocket-handkerchiefs in blue lettering and on the bottom harriet freen and tucked away in one corner priscilla heaven september eighteen sixty one End of chapter 3 Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine